Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus. I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This summer season, we're talking about our growth as a teacher, about specific ways that we can learn and improve and reach that next level of effectiveness. And as back to school is a little closer than maybe comfortable for some of us, this week we're going to talk about setting up your classroom, nine practical things that you may not have thought of. You know, getting your room ready for the school year can be extremely exciting. Um, It's also a whole lot of work. There's books to prepare, desks to arrange, decorations to create. The list seems never-ending. But as you think ahead to how you want to set up your classroom, what you really need to focus on is functionality. I mean, yes, it's great if our rooms are cute and fun, but it's more important to be strategic in how we set things up so that we can maximize our efficiency. So we're going to take a look at some practical ways we can set up our classrooms to save time and help students learn. So here's nine areas to include when you set up your classroom. Number one, you need a station for you. You need a place somewhere in the front of the room to stash all those supplies that you need to have handy while teaching. If your desk is in the front, that could work. But if your desk is in the back of the room, you need a secondary station somewhere where you can keep your notes, pens, etc. So whether it's a table, a a moving cart, whatever it is, have some type of station, some type of spot where you can keep your supplies. Number two, in and out bins. If you don't use in and out bins in your room, adding these can save a ton of time. What I do is I have one large in bin for group work. So in other words, after students pass in their papers, the last student paper clips them and puts them in the in bin. I then have a separate in bin for each class for students who turn in late work or absent work. In other words, anything that's individual and not with the group piles. And then finally, I have out bins for each class, or you could do subject in elementary. Um, These are what save me the most time because instead of standing in front of the class and me personally wasting the time of passing out papers, I have a student that passes them out for me. The student is trained that in the beginning of class, they simply stand up, go to the bin, grab whatever's in their class's folder, and start passing them out. So number one, a station for you. Number two, in and out bins. Number three, sample tests. I got this idea from the first days of school and it's a fantastic idea. You want to post a sample test or quiz for pretty much each subject that you teach, if possible. You want to post these in your room so that students can get a basic idea of what to expect when it comes to their first test and quiz. Now, of course, this sample should not include the real test questions, but it should give them an idea of the length, the style, etc. This can really help allay your students' fears, especially those who have anxiety when it comes test time. I mean, when you think back in school, remember the first test or quiz that you took from a teacher you hadn't had before? You did not know what to expect. And it's still going to be a learning experience for your students, but being able to see a sample will really go a long way in not only allaying their fears, but also helping them know how to prepare. Number four, post your classes on the door. Now, if you have a self-contained classroom, this is as simple as posting your name and the grade level you teach. So I'm sure you've already got that covered. But if you teach multiple groups in classes, especially in secondary, 
it's very helpful to post them outside the door because it helps students know they're in the right place. Nothing worse for a student that first day of school than wandering around and going in the wrong classroom and teachers taking attendance and they realize they're in the wrong spot. So help them out and post your courses along with your name outside your door. Number five, have absence folders. Have some type of system for getting absent work to your students. Um, What I'm recommending is I have one student in each class that's responsible for recording what we do in class. This paper then goes in the absent folder so that when a student returns to being absent, they can easily see what they missed. It doesn't matter which kind of system you use for absent work, but you need something that's efficient and easy and doesn't take time away from you, that you don't have to take care of, that the students can kind of do on their own at least as much as possible. Now, if you'd like to see the form that I use, I have an editable version for you. You can get it at teachfortheheart.com slash setting up, as in setting up your classroom. And I link right there. You can enter your email and I'll send you a copy of the form that I use, an editable version, so you can just adjust it to fit your classroom. Number six, decor. Now, if you enjoy decorating your classroom to the nines and you have the time, then go for it. But if you're getting overwhelmed or it's just not quite in your wheelhouse, all you need is to create a warm learning environment for your students. The easiest way to do that is to simply put up motivational or instructive instructional posters throughout your room. And your room can be decorated beautifully and really create that conducive learning environment in a fraction of the time it would take you to create elaborate decorations yourself. I'll link to some uh, to some motivational instructional posters so you can get an idea what I mean. Once again, at teachfortheheart.com slash setting up. Number seven, to-do lists. No, not for you. I'm sure you already have those. To-do lists for your students. Post lists for your students, such as what they should do when they come into class and what they should do if they finish an assignment early. Post these in your room so you can refer to them not only when you're teaching the procedure, but as you're reviewing it and it's right there for them to see um, whenever they need it. Number eight, you need a place to post your start-of-class assignments. Now, if you're wondering why a start-of-class assignment is so crucial, I'll link to a post, once again, at teachfortheheart.com slash setting up that explains it. Um, But it really is key. If you don't have a start-of-class assignment, um, it will make... It will make the beginning of class go so much more smoothly and it will save you time. It will be much more efficient use of your time. So I encourage you to check out that post. Um, But you also can't forget about having a place to post it. So that's the thing. You need to post this start of class assignment in a consistent spot every day so students know where to look at it. So this is pretty simple, um, but you just need a spot somewhere. So it can be on your on your board somewhere. It, it doesn't matter, but just designate a spot for the start of class assignment. And since we're talking about start of class assignments, I do want to say if you happen to teach middle school math, I have a free set of bell ringers uh, uh, that I give away for free. And you can grab those as well at teachfortheheart.com slash setting up. It's a great, simple, easy, efficient way um, to start class. 
And then finally, number nine, a place to post homework. You want to have a consistent place that students can find their homework assignments. I found it extremely effective to create a poster board for each class that included the class name and then at a spot for each day of the week. I would laminate these boards and put them along the wall. So if you look to the left in my classroom, you'd see six different boards, one for each class. And then all I would do is take a wet erase marker and write on that board each day's assignment, as well as any upcoming tests and quizzes. This was so easy because I didn't want to clog up my board with all these assignments, so it was nice to have a separate spot. And then I'd simply have a spray bottle of water and paper towels. To, could You could easily just clean them off and start over the next week. So to recap, the nine things you want to think of. One, a station for you. Two, in and out bins. Three, sample tests. Four, posting your classes on your door or outside your classroom. Five, an absent folder. Six, your decor. Seven, to-do lists for your students. Eight, a place to post start of class assignments. And nine, a place to post homework. I hope you found these ideas helpful. If you have, um, you can share these by going to teachfortheheart.com slash setting up and you can share the post and the podcast um, on Facebook or social media or you can simply send it directly to a friend and that really would help spread the word about this. also want to know that this article was originally part of our back to school series. So if you want to find out more back to school tips, um, you can check all those out at teachfortheheart.com slash setting up. I link to it, or you can go directly to teachfortheheart.com slash back to school. I'm looking forward to sharing way more back to school tips um, in the future. Um, In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.